Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I am Chris Platty, the host of the pod. And here with me is a returning friend, a great friend, my man, June, the ESPN associate editor, formerly with Fanside, and I'm sure a million other impressive stops on his resume. My guy, how are you doing? Yo, wish popping. Uh, what's good, everybody? Uh, Chris, appreciate you, as always. Glad to be here. Um, that was your intros continue to warm my heart, brother. <laughs> but no, I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah, man. I was watching a lot of um I was watching a lot of uh drink chance interviews uh-huh. recently. You yeah. know, I, I did watch a game live through like four hours. That was uh, uh-huh. that was something <laughs> and I love game. That's one of my favorite rappers. But mm-hmm. uh but yeah, as far as as far as he goes, he, he does a lot of lying. But the one thing that they always say, you know, we're giving you your flowers and I don't got the I don't got the, you know, the nice jewelry and stuff that they be giving out, but you know, hey. I wanna make sure that people get their flowers for sure. I I take a virtual paddock. Yeah. <laughs> <I> take it. <laughs> I'm making an NFT, so you know, but nah, appreciate you, man. Um, it's it's you've been here. I was thinking about it the other day. I actually tweeted it, maybe. Um, but last year in November, up until like around this time in 2020-2021, we were on Clubhouse every Tuesday yep. at like 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. Um, talking basketball, and so just kind of see, uh, the full circle moment for me to kind of be working at the nation, you know, the worldwide leader. Uh, that's pretty dope, man. So you're a part of the journey. I appreciate you. Anybody else who tunes in who was ever on that shop makers uh, clubhouse room, I appreciate you. Yes, yeah, shout out to that. That was by far the best experience of clubhouse for me. Like, and I'm not even just saying that because you're here, but honestly, because clubhouse was pretty. Um, you know, it, it got you know what clubhouse was like. It yeah. got a little, it got a little clicky, a little, a little high schooly in some rooms, depending on it's where sorry. you're at. You're right, bro. But, but uh, no, the shop makers was always a good time. That's why that's why I'm glad that you know I, I was able to stay in touch with you outside of that. And you know it's it's just awesome, man, that you're you know doing what you're doing uh, at again the world the world leader in sports. And you know it's just uh it's just all credit is deserved. All credit For is sure. deserved, my man. And I had Appreciate to get you, you on this pod because you know we're gonna talk number one seeds and the plans. Let's get it. So please get it. Those that weren't on the the clubhouse journey or have not uh, or have not come across June, Miami Heat, that is your team, one thousand percent. Hundred percent. They now lead the East by two yeah. and a half games, looking right. to pull away with the one seed. Uh, right. My question, my question is this: So the the East has obviously been jumbled all year. Um, the West too, but in in a different sense. 
but the the number one seed, I mean, it's been held by so many different teams. It's been held by Chicago. It's been held by Philly. It's been held by Washington all the way yeah. to the beginning. Don't forget them Wizards. Yeah, don't forget them Wizards. Um, and, and now Miami's starting to look like uh, if I had to guess right now, it seems like they're going to trend towards uh, towards pulling away with the one seed and ending up with the one seed in the East. So now, again, this is why you play playoff basketball because seeding doesn't necessarily fully matter. It doesn't tell the full story. But at this point, should we call them the favorites considering everything we've seen with Milwaukee, everything we've seen with the new look Philly and yet to see with the new look Philly, um, same goes for Brooklyn. All, any other team you want to throw in this conversation. Um, uh, should we just look at Miami now? We're, we're so deep into the season where, again, we're right around the corner from playoffs. Are they just a favorite in the East? Like, is that is that what we should say? Or are we just reserving and saying there's no favorite in the East because there's question marks about all of these teams? Yeah, don't tempt me with a good time, man. You're not <laughs> tempting me with a good time. I'll tell you this. Um, uh, and we had our, we had spoke on your podcast some months ago, probably a good, maybe in November or so. Um, and I was a little airy about what the heat were providing, I think at that time. And I think now, um, a month or so before playoffs, uh, begin, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think that's a clear cut answer. Like, I don't know. I think that. The Heat are excellent in so many different ways, and they can beat you in so many different ways. At the same time, their star power doesn't compare to what Giannis, um, Giannis brings or to what a KD and Kyrie will give you on any given night. And we just saw KD, like, was it yesterday, drop 53, and it seemed pretty effortless, right? Like, we have KD talking to Evan Fournier and saying he's too small. In French, so I mean, like, there's that, and then the, of course the the seventy sixers um, who are looking, they're looking as polarizing as their two leading players right now. Yep. Um, and then you have the Celtics, right, who are the hottest team in the league since I think January. Um, and I, when those two, when Jalen and and Jason are on, I think that's one of the scariest duos in the league because they're so they're great two way, right? And so, as a Heat fan, um, in my most unbiased of ways possible, I like our chances. Um, but I'm also not ready to call them the favorites just because I know star power matters in the playoffs. Uh, we got through. We pushed through in 2020. We chopped down a lot of Giants in 2020. And during that bubble year, a lot of folks are still calling it a bubble Mickey Mouse season. Um, <laughs> but I do see a lot of those same elements of grit and grind and... Um, just battle test it. Like this might be the Heat might be the most battle tested team by the time we get into the playoffs because we've been without Jimmy for substantial moments of the season. We've been without Bam for substantial moments of the season. Tyler's been out for some time. Uh, Kyle Lowry, who's been great for us, has been out for some time. We're getting Markeith Morris back tonight. You know, um, so yes. I think I that forgot that that man was out that long with the. Whiplash. I counted. It, I counted. It's it's about like 120 days. Like, that's that's insane. It's now, it's absolutely I mean, Jokic is a big boy, and I know he wrestles a lot, so you know it kind of makes sense. But it is literally when I when I saw that a couple days ago, I was like, oh my god, he's been out. Like I just like stopped checking. My thing is like I just gave up on looking at Miami Heat box scores because it's just yeah. like 
it's just like you you would think that this is a football team like the way their box scores look because there's so many different players so many different nights like i remember when when they had no center and your boy was putting up 17 rebound games effortlessly omer yeah yeah, omer your children i'm hoping i'm saying his name right where'd he come from (laughs) literally literally like i pride myself on knowing basketball players around the league like i would like to think that i know uh, at least 95 percent of the players that are on right. nba rosters but right. it's like miami just had like seven of them this year that i'm just like where did you come from so i think that's yeah and i mean i i, I remember watching um like highlights of omer in like summer summer league and i'm like where do we get this random seven footer Who's not only like grabbing every ball possible, but he's also stretching out and hitting threes. And I'm like, if he finds his way on his roster, where he's we're like, where is he going to play? Because we yeah. have Deadman right there, we have PJ, and then we also like. So I don't know how they're doing it. They keep finding depth. They keep finding very quality guys. Um, Gabe Vincent sometimes looks like he deserves whatever. He, he sometimes looks like a, a Gary Trent Jr. light. If that's yeah. possible, because Gary Trent Jr. is ridiculous at times, but like Gabe Vincent comes in and does ridiculous things. Max Struess was looking like, "Hey, y'all pay Duncan Robinson ninety mil, but yeah. Duncan can't hold my jock strap." Like yeah. so, like, um. But at the same time, so I think that that's the Heat's strength, the depth, um, the integrity from a play standpoint. Uh, I, when Vic came back to uh, was it two games ago against the Rockets. Vic's first game back in almost a year, and I'm cheering and clapping because I'm seeing Vic take charges, and I and I dropped like uh, one of my guys, also Heat fan. I drop it into our group chat like, "Hey, like this is Vic's stat line," and I'm like including two charges, and the other guys in the chat are like, "Why are we talking about charges right now? Like, <laughs> what does this mean? Like, why are you bringing up charges?" I'm like, "You don't understand that someone who's been injured that long for this Heat culture that we talk about." Being able to take charges matters. Did he lead the league substantially in, in as far as taking charges or whatever? So it just shows that he's a part of this culture. So like, but at the same time, to answer the question, I don't know because we can get got anybody. I don't know if you know that GIF. It's this. Uh, it's this video where this guy's like, "Yeah, you run up on me, I I, I pack that thing too." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will get got. Like, 100%. yeah, anybody can get got in in the East, and I'm happy with that. I think this is this is good for the league. Um, I because of Giannis's legacy and what I hope for it to be, I wouldn't be mad if the Bucks. Right. Um, but I'd rather see the Bucks in the Heat in the Conference Finals than like the Bucks in the Nets or the Bucks in the Seventy Sixers or the Bucks yeah. in Celtics. So, um, yeah, man. So I'm glad we're it's here. It's good though. for the NBA, but you want the Heat. I feel you. I feel. I feel the same way. Listen, the to me, I agree with everything you're saying. The Heat. I'm not ready to call them the favorite. But, it, it, like, if I'm being honest right now, gun, gun to my head, I'm picking Philadelphia 76ers just because of what it looks like with Harden and Embiid together. But we all know Harden's track record, especially in the playoffs. I mean, Plus, you, you saw know, last night, right? Yeah. You so, saw last night, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, it's not, a, it's not a lot of confidence in, in that. But the one parallel I will bring up, and of course, this is gonna get some some eye rolls from my listeners. I'm gonna can, clap for you. I can hear I can hear the listeners roll their eyes at this. That's how that's how big of an eye roll I'm gonna get. But this say what you need to say. Reminds me a lot of the mm-hmm. 04 Pistons, Drum roll. right? Like I'm clapping. Let's get it. 
Come yeah. on. The 04 Pistons is, is a team that was assembled of four or five really high-level players. And yep. then around that, just the right and perfect role players. And that team ended up beating a Shaq and a Kobe. And granted, I will be, I, I am a Pistons fan through and through, but I am yeah. not, but I am not completely unbiased. And I will a hundred percent acknowledge that a big benefit of why the Pistons won that year is because Shaq and Kobe had their tension and all of that stuff. Like right. that stuff obviously played into it. We didn't just mm-hmm. straight up beat the Lakers. We, we beat them, but they, they also did beat themselves a little bit. Right. But you know, that's but that kind of stuff happens in basketball and that's why you play playoff basketball in this Miami Heat team. They've shown they've shown that they have a, a very solid core of, of players and that they can get consistent production overall. You don't know where it's coming from entirely all the time, but you do know that it you are getting a certain very high level, very high standard. And listen, man, I I know that people want to say what happened in the in the bubble was a fluke, you know, the Jamal Murray 50 games and and everything that happened, but the one thing I will say that of course the Tower Hero game that everybody talks about, but um <laughs> he's done a great job this year proving that, you know, that's not a fluke because remember there was yeah, there was there were some times where that Tower Hero stock was way up and there were some times when it was way Last down year and now way it's, down. Yeah, and now it's and now it's way back up. Now it's up and it's stuck. But now the rumors yeah. are saying that the Heat are going to offer him 180 mil. <laughs> oh gosh, jeez. Uh, but <laughs> for only for them to find another Max Strauss to be like hold my touch. But uh, no, with with Miami, I will say the one thing that I do believe in is I believe that yes, uh, Milwaukee, Philly, and um, and Brooklyn, and you can even throw um, Boston in the mix. Um, as well have the star power that would be more than Miami but I think on in this playoff series Jimmy is still at that level that can Mm. give you those one to two games where it's just like this is my game and I think Mm -hmm. that Miami with the with the amazing supporting cast they have around them I know people are concerned about their half-court offense I'm really not to be honest I think they got enough layers and they have enough things that work to where they'll, they'll they'll be fine, and I think defensively they're just going to be so good that it's going to that's going to give them enough uh, uh, enough option or enough opportunity to score in the right. uh, in the transition and all of that. So I'm not worried about that. With with Jimmy though, he is that star that can get you one or two games, and that Miami team around Jimmy is good enough to get another. Uh, another one or two games yeah because all you need to get is four against every team and i know that's Mm -hmm. a lot four and seven but you do just need four good games that you have to pull out a win and so i will say with miami to conclude my thoughts on miami is i don't think they should be the favorites i don't think there is a favorite in the eastern conference like you were saying uh for all the reasons but i will say that miami especially if things break right for them Right. Uh, are are in a golden opportunity now. If Miami has to go through, um, you know, Brooklyn in the first round, Milwaukee in the second round, Philly in the third round, that's that's tough. That's really yeah. tough. You know, that's tough for anybody. You could say that the same about all of these teams. So there is going to be some of that in the playoffs where where the teams will beat each other down, and it will be mm-hmm. kind of uh, it will be kind of survival of the fittest, but. Um, but yeah, it, it, so if things break right for Miami, if they get a, if they get a nice first round matchup, and 
you know, then I and then I think that they can uh, they can they can beat two of the two of the three giants in the East and and end up uh, and end up in the finals. And then when you're in the finals, you never know what happens. You know, anything uh, anything can anything can happen. So I think I that Miami the, has a good shot. Thank you, thank you. I do love the <laughs> prospect that there's a chance that the eighth seed is Brooklyn, and and Miami sees probably their toughest competition in that in that first round. Or whoever that number one seed is, right? Like, yeah. um, so this is why this is what makes this playoff race probably the best we've seen mm-hmm. in a number of years. Because um, even the West, we'll get to the West, but it's beefy. The East is yeah. beefy. We don't know, you know, the Cavs, unfortunately, because the injuries might be falling out or whatever. But like, it's so beefy, and it's going to be good. Um, all of those series, we're still people are still trying to figure a way how to make sure the Hawks get in, right? Like, yeah, to, that we see tra- playoff Trey again. Um, so I think it's going to be great. Uh, either way, I'm, I'm just going to be content. I think that the same way I am with the Eagles as a and uh, as far as the NFL goes, where I saw my Eagles win a Super Bowl, I am content if we never ever do again. Like I saw it with my own two eyes. So sorry. I, that might be a little triggering for you. No. Sorry, <laughs> um, but like I've seen it, so it, it hurts me less if we don't win. And so, kind of same thing with the Heat. I've seen it happen, and I've saw us get to the finals in 2020 with this team. Um, so I, I will be content with however way it goes, as long as we don't get swept again, right? Um, yeah. But I do want to say about Jimmy, where and I and I tweeted this about like two weeks ago. Jimmy has this pattern. That like is really concerning for me, where he has one really good game, the next game he has a very bad game, and then that following game he's injured, and so he doesn't play the game. And it's been like a pattern. It literally just happened last week where he doesn't play the Suns game. He plays pretty decently or pretty poorly in that um the game the hot uh the Rockets game. And it's just like, come on, Jimmy. So I'm a little afraid for what that might look like. Um, the group chats are kicking my butt saying that, oh, like, this is the heat culture. Like, heat culture always got Jimmy injured. And I was just like, nah. Like, he's always been an injured, you know. Yeah. He's always just been injury prone or whatever. So that's something I'm watching out for. Um, but as far as everything else goes, if we get Duncan and Robinson one game, like you were saying, Jimmy's going to win us one game. I think Tyler gives us one game. I think Duncan and the the – the three, the three point, uh, I don't know what they call it, the three point troop, and we got with Gabe and even Caleb Martin, right? Like that, the the role players are going to give us another game, and I think Bam and Kyle will combine for another game. So I can see a world where it happens, uh, but I'm not putting money on it yet. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're putting money on this year's playoffs, you're 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 just a sick human being. <laughs> like I, that's that's firstly how I feel, you know. You got an ace seed in the East that looks like an absolute juggernaut. Like, when has that ever happened? Like, it's it's a it's a very weird and hard to predict year. I'm not betting any money uh, when it comes to um, when it when it comes to the NBA playoffs. But let's okay. jump to the West now. Let's talk about Phoenix, who they obviously have a very sizable lead, much larger than Miami. Seven and a half games over the two seed Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you know, listen, they've obviously gone through some things Devin Booker with protocol Chris Paul with with his hand injury but campaign has looked awesome in his in his absence 
and this team also Cam Johnson, who Cam Johnson is. I'm I'm ready to say this. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm gonna throw this out and then and then get to the question. I just want your reaction. Uh, is he is he Michael Porter Jr. Is he what Michael Porter Jr. should be healthy? Oh yeah, did didn't we bring this idea up before? It might have been think, you that I've had this conversation with. I'll give you. I'll you're, you're my man. I don't know. I'll give I might you be off. Credit. But I'll I feel like credit. I don't know if it was here. But I feel like we this conversation has been brought up, and and I'm willing to entertain it, um, only because Cam gets to be a role player, and Michael and MPJ yeah. is supposed to be a star. Yeah, I agree. And so it makes sense. Hundred percent makes sense. Yeah. I think. And he shouldn't get. He's going to get overpaid, maybe. But we don't know. I think that. And I think our last convo about the Suns. I was saying that they they are scary, man. Like they what they have on their bench, what they have as far as role players go. Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, even Campaign. Um, they got. I don't know what Monty Williams is doing, but these kids are they amazing. They just look amazing. It's ridiculous. From my, I think I, that, I, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, man, like, I'm scared. If there's one player in the NBA that I'm scared of his potential, it's Mikel, it's Mikel Bridges. Because, like, he has a ridiculous, like, the body type, um, the length, the the skill is there, the defensive integrity, the de- like, just the stalwartness on defense is there. This is what the, the Paul Georges of the world, the Kawhi Leonard's of the world, like, this is the prototype for that, you know? Um, so I think that there's a chance that he wins a game for you. Um, when he gets when that time comes, and that's scary to me, because you already have a Devin Booker, and you already have yeah. a Chris Paul, and you already have an Aiton. So, yeah, they're they're legit, man. That's why I think like when I was doing the East, you know, it's uh, the question is, are, should we call Miami the favorite? I think in the West right now, I think I think you should say that the Suns are the favorite. Um, with with Golden State looking great in the beginning of the year, but having having their struggles, and we don't know what level Draymond Green we're getting, what level Clay Thompson we're getting. Um, they they just got some things to figure out. Memphis, we all love and looks like a very good team, but they gotta you gotta you gotta earn that favorite title. You know you don't earn it after being you know after just being a a a, a friend, a a, a a you know a a you know a fussy first round out. You know what I mean? So right. Um, and then obviously, you know, Denver, Denver is hurt. So the question to me is not, is Phoenix the favorite? They should be the favorite. You could pick somebody else to make it out the conference, but I think, I think it should be widely acknowledged that they are the favorite Easy. in the West with how, with how well they played. So the question then is who is their biggest challenge? Is it Memphis who I mentioned? Is it Denver looming with a healthy squad? Um, it doesn't seem like the Clippers are going to be fully healthy this year. Um, you know, it just seems like with with all the injuries going on that they're they're a next year team. But I like the way their roster is loaded, fully healthy. Um, Utah, listen, I'm just I'm just out on Utah. I don't really I don't I don't know if you you're out on Utah too, but I don't really have anything to say about Utah. Golden State, I I just mentioned you know that the, obviously the the concerns about Draymond, the concerns about you know about what level of clay you're getting and how consistent you're getting that clay. Um, I, I want to say right now. The Suns' biggest threat to me is Denver, just because they will sit in that sixth spot most likely, anywhere from that six to uh, anywhere from that six to seven spot, and maybe maybe potentially creep up on five. But if they stay in that sixth spot, then that means that Phoenix would uh, would would meet them in the Western Conference Finals, and by that point, 
look, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are not going to be 100% this year. That's just There's just not enough time in the, in, the, in the NBA schedule to get there. You need a lot of time. Um, we're seeing it with we're seeing it with Clay, who obviously had more injuries, but you, ACL injuries usually take you know eight months of a season, eight months of playing basketball professionally to get back to where to where you were, and there's just there's just frankly not eight months of basketball left. So I, I don't think they'll be fully healthy, but or I don't think they'll be they'll be at their hundred percent. But if they're close to that, if they're if they're sniffing within that territory by the time they play Phoenix in the third round, then you know we're talking some interesting things, especially considering the Aiden versus Jokic matchup and how that how that could go and what what, what things could happen there. Um, I, I I do think that Denver poses the biggest threat when full when fully healthy this year or if fully healthy. Other than that, I think the I think Phoenix could end up actually running this conference. Yeah, I I agree with you, and it hurts me to say that, but I agree with you. Uh, in my intro, uh, Chris mentioned that I'm a I'm a Heat fan. Like that is my team, and yes, that's the answer. Like that is true. Um, and I'm also a big Warrior supporter. Steph Curry, happy birthday to uh, greatest shooter of all time, one of the greatest scorers ever, um, one of the greatest players ever, right? Um, but I'm also extremely big Steph Curry fan, and so, uh, but everything you said, I think is accurate, spot on. I I want to throw a wrench, right? I, I do. I see the same thing. I think Jokic is the best player in the league today, um, maybe for the last season and a half. Um, so I think that him just being on the floor, being the the queen piece, right, and on a chessboard, like just being that centerpiece, um, he can tilt the scales any which way. Um, but he'll he will need the supporting cast in the playoffs, right? And I don't know yeah. if MPJ. Like, uh, he got injured. Ironically enough, I think he got injured playing the Suns this season. I might be I might be wrong. I'm, I'm thinking about, like, it's like the ninth game of the season when he gets injured or so. Yeah. But um, And he didn't have a good nine games before that either. So, yeah, know, there I mean, was, he there just is got that the part, part too. Like, not only are you coming back, but you're coming back off of playing rusty or, yeah, playing, so. or just playing not at a, a good level. So that's going to be tough. Reintegrating Jamal, who's been out for the whole year, when it comes down to playoffs. So that's going to be interesting because I think that that requires a lot of trust from your role players to want to say, hey, like you haven't been here all season, but I'm going to let you get your shots up. I'm going to let you do what I've been doing, right? So that's the uh, Monte Morris's of the world. That's the Jeff Greens coming off the bench for them, you know, so, or the, the Bones Highland. Um, but it's Jokic, um, and I'll give Jokic a fighting chance, a fighter's chance for a couple of games. I was going to say um, the Mavs intrigue me. You also know I'm a big Luka fan. They're looking and, great. And, and they're looking great. They're looking pretty amazing defensively, right? Not even like the offense is cool. The offense is almost Luka and Luka alone, and then things are happening in between. But the defense um, that Jason Kidd has somehow – kind of engineered over there i think that's been really the spotlight for me um i think somehow is not even the word like what's the word for what's the word beyond impossible or beyond unfathomable like what's that what's that next level it's incredulous it's (laughs) i don't know man (laughs) i don't know no but it it, like you said like this doesn't make sense um it doesn't make sense because of how much they lost uh, I don't even know if Reggie Bullock has played half the games this season. 
Uh, but he he was riding as like a three and D guy, and, and he's barely getting rotational minutes. I think right now he might be injured. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. hasn't played the majority of the season. Kristaps Porzingis was injured, was on and off, and then was traded. And you get back Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Davis Bertans. Ooh, Davis Bertans has never moved his feet on defense a day in his life. Um, but somehow, someway, they, these guys are really doing some really amazing things on defense, and I'm impressed. Um, so I do like, I do like them for shock value, because Luca yeah. has shown that he can win games by himself in the playoffs. Um, and I think that Spencer Dinwiddie is re-energized and wants to be there. Jason uh, Jalen Brunson is playing for a contract. Um, I, I think you got a hungry Mavs team that is eager to kind of shock the world. Um, and so I think that's maybe number three on my list as far as like the actual competition. Like you said, the Warriors. We don't you know. There's so many different variables with them. With them, um, I do think that Steph. If Steph is who we think he is, I do think that Steph is just always going to make a series a threat. Because I think last season, even with just Steph alone doing, like, just it being 100% Steph, and or 99.8% Steph, and 2% Damian Lee gets hot one game, or, or yeah. Wiggins wakes up, you know? Uh, I think everyone was afraid of the Warriors as an eight seed. And oh, yeah. so the potential of Steph, Clay, Dre, Poole, Kaminga, um, Otto Porter, Gary Payton doing what he did, Gary Payton uh, the, the second doing what he did. All on star defense. starter Andrew Wiggins. Oh, mm, oh Lord, I hate that. I I'm really sorry hate that that's a thing that existed. I'm very sorry, uh, uh, world. I am sorry because I, yeah. I I I foresee Andrew. I foresee. It's not a word. That's not why I'm at where I work, but I foresaw Andrew Wiggins becoming a, a all-star, and it's been really disappointing ever since, <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, like, I, I think that the Warriors do pose a threat, but, man, Phoenix is, they're stacked, man, um, yeah. Aiton is, Aiton, for what it's worth, is probably the second best center in, second best big man in the West, um, behind Jokic, um, Chris Paul is going to get you a game. Um, and that one game will be the same game that Jay Crowder has 20 points on, like yep. six threes. Cam Johnson is a big shot maker. Um, and so they have too many weapons, and I don't they know do. if it's fair anymore, but really good They're going to run through the West. I think that I really, the more I think about it, I just think they are. But I'm glad yeah. you brought up Dallas because I ha- I said this last year, and a lot of people did not like that I said this, but. I truly felt like now at the time in hindsight I was wrong. So let me let me say what I what I what I felt at the time versus the hindsight of it. So mm-hmm. what I felt at the time was if Dallas beat the Clippers in the first round that they could okay. get out the West last year. I felt like Luka was that sensational and that incredible. Now in hindsight, I did not think Phoenix was going to be as good as they were. I do not think they would have beat beaten Phoenix last year. Mm-hmm. But I do th- I do honestly think right now that last year Dallas could have beaten anybody in the West that wasn't named Phoenix um, if, they, if they had gotten through that Clippers series. Because Luka was doing 40-point triple-doubles. like He was getting Thanks. nothing from Przingis. He was getting nothing from anybody uh, on that Excuse team, really. Me? Excuse me? Yes. Like, like, you know what I was like? Luka was doing everything by himself. This is... 
LeBron in twenty in two thousand nine or two thousand seven, yes. like crazy. It, yeah, going against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you know. Yeah. So like literally the team, the perfect team that's built to stop Dallas, you know, mm-hmm. like and, and Luca still almost pulled it off, and like Kawhi had to like. People forget that Kawhi had to drop forty balls too, just to just to get them out of that series. Like, yeah, it was insane. So I so I'm glad you brought up Dallas because they've looked great this year. Um, I still think it's the same scenario where they don't have enough to get juice to get past Phoenix. But I would love to see them right now. I love seeing them play Utah in the first round because I think they I think they would annihilate Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm very I'm very low on Utah. I've been low on Utah for a while. <laughs> but what's but, Utah's um, problem? You know, it's not just a simple. It's not the simple like, oh, Rudy Gobert can't can't you know play on the perimeter and all that. I'm not, no, like I was not. I was one of those people that was not like harshly criticizing them for the for the whole Rudy Gobert uh, mishap in the play. I just think when your two stars don't have chemistry, okay, combined with the fact that you're that you're so reliant on a system that gets you a lot of points versus a player that gets you a lot of points. And Donovan, we we've seen. Obviously, can be that player that gets you a lot of points, but their team is Donovan. Their offense is Donovan plus the system, which is which is a bunch of ball movement and threes. And I just think I just think that they're that team that's built for. I think they are a star version of what the Atlanta Hawks were with Al Horford. Like, and oh, okay. and, and that's and that's a good team. That's a team that if things break perfect, and I mean absolutely perfect, you can get deep in the playoffs. But never an nba champion to me and that's and that's okay if you want to be a a good playoff team i think utah is a good playoff team but at the end of the day that's always been my ceiling for them um that's always been my ceiling for them i've never really saw them as a contender and i think luca will absolutely annihilate them if if they if they cross paths but we're getting too off track here the, the point is phoenix is going to the more i think about it run this conference um, I do love Memphis a lot, but I just, I just listen, man. Like you know, I I get it. Like people are saying, Kudos 2011 OKC. You know, they're saying that 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 team. Mm-hmm. Nobody who would have thought that team got to the finals. But you know what? They had some playoffs before that. So like, yeah. You know, it's not a you know it it's a it's a very very unique jump if they make that jump. But um, they are a very talented team, and I I'd put I'd put. The way I feel about the West is I'd put almost anybody I'd put almost anybody like Golden State, Memphis, Dallas, Denver. I could see all of them making the conference finals depending on how things shake out and who they right. play against right. Phoenix. But at the end of the day, Stanos is just sitting there. Yeah. You know, tired. Where did, <laughs> ready who, to fight. What's, what's his line? Uh where where did that lead you back yeah, to? Yeah, where did that lead you back to me exactly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I will say this about the Grizzlies. I love Ja. Um, I love Ja Morant. I love what that team does, how that team looks. Um, and I think that they're going, they're like that small pit bull that's going to like get in your face. It's going to try to take you down no matter how undersized it actually is. Um, but I do think that once playoff basketball hits, kind of in what we saw last year. And Ja, like kudos to him. He did perform really well. Um, things are going to switch up and, and like I can if there's a team that has a high seat that I could see falling early it would be the Grizzlies um, just be, be, because of the experience factor maybe um, at the same like they're also that like enigma where they can also win games they can also win series against like really good veteran teams so 
Um, I'm definitely intrigued. Like I'm paying attention to them, um, for that matter. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Um, let's jump to the let's jump to the play-in tournament. Um, you, we want to just stay. Well, let's stay west and then go east. Um, so sticking with the west, you got right now the seven. The seven uh, is Minnesota. Eight is the Clippers. Nine is the Lakers. Ten is the Pelicans. The Lakers and Clippers are pretty entrenched in where they're at. They're not really going anywhere. But um, the Lakers could potentially go back. But I, I I don't see them falling. I don't see them falling that far back. Portland is doing everything in their power to stay out of the tournament. Meanwhile, New Orleans is doing everything in their power to stay in the tournament, including maybe even bringing back Zion when he might not be actually ready. Um, that's that's a whole nother discussion that I want to get into. But my point with this is that so the seven seven through ten again is Minnesota, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. If you had to right now pick. Um, because I don't think Denver is at six, at six will fall out of it. Jokic is playing too good. So let's just assume that these are the four teams that are in the play-in tournament. Who would you have your money on being the two teams that represent the, the final two spots in the Western Conference playoffs? I think the seven and eight, man. Uh, the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Uh, I listened to uh, the Old Man in the, in the Three podcast uh, with J.J. Redick and um, Patrick Beverly's on that. On the latest episode, and Patrick Bradley's talking about like when he got traded to the Timberwolves. I he tweeted, "I've never missed the playoffs in my career. I'm not going to start now." And they're sitting at number seven, uh, potentially to vie for number six. Really, they could get all the way to like four um, if their cards play out right. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that the seven and eight. The Clippers are susceptible because they don't have their stars, and I don't think it would be too wise to bring their stars back at this time. Um, but I, I, I don't see the Lakers pushing through. Uh, I'm an anti-Laker fan, if that makes sense. So, like, I'm okay <laughs> with them not having success. I want LeBron to have as much, you know, break all the records you want. That's cool or whatever, but... It's okay if y'all don't win now. Um, I also think, and not that I necessarily like believe in karma like that, but I do think it would be um, just for like the playing like, god. Yeah, like the yeah, this is what you get. God. This is what you get. So, um, but and, and and the Pelicans are cool, but I really like seven to eight. Um, Pelicans are they've looked nice since CJ's got there. They're playing hard. I love like. The, the myth of what Herb Jones gets to be defensively and, like, athletically. Like, that myth alone, like, I care about it. I want to read it. I want it to be a movie at some point in my life. But, yeah, nah. So, uh, Minnesota, um, Cat has been phenomenal. Uh, um, Ant-Man has been – Anthony Edwards has been – he's been good. And he hasn't been great. Yeah, always. I was gonna say don't go don't go too far with it because I have him in fantasy and that man kills me. I'm Forty sorry. point games followed by five point bombs. Five point just, I'm and, and but you know once it's like once he's there, it's yeah. gonna be hard. The quote that's going around now is pa- uh, Patrick Beverly saying, "Hey, like you can be the next Jordan." Yeah. I, and I kind I I don't think he's listen, wrong. man. Patrick Beverly is the game of bas- of NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah. He's so I, he's just just a liar. <laughs> well, well, liar. Yes, 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 yes. But I do. But if you just based off of like what we've seen from Anthony Edwards, 
it's almost effortless how he hoops, right? And the things that he's done so far. And I don't even know. We don't even know if he's actually serious about basketball yet. And so I think that if he ever decides to be fully 100% committed, and not even that he's not, we just don't know. Um, I think that the potential is scary. Yes. Uh, but I think that him and Kat and then D'Angelo Russell is like vying for uh, first or second team defense. This season, um, and I don't know if like if you paid attention to, like to like the the advanced stats concerning that or whatever, but like D'Angelo's defensively when he's on a court, at some point they were like the best rated defense in like the last couple of years or something like that along those lines. Um, and so yeah, so I, I think I like what I see with them. Um, they're well coached. Um, they're going to fight every night um, to make sure that they they're there. I can see the Clippers dropping off, but I, I'd rather the Clippers stay in just to... Because I live in Inglewood now, you know? And so, like, I'm in L.A., and so I, I would rather root for the Clippers than the Lakers right now. Yeah. Um, You're in the one part of L.A. that would probably that would probably lean Clippers if there, you know, if there is a spot. You know, so I'm a hometown hero now. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah, Wizards fans are going to hate me for ever saying that. <laughs> forget, forget them. Where, where, where are they at? They got, they got Bradley Beal. They got oh Bradley Beal and Chris out You believe? Uh, real quick, before I give my opinion, uh, just real, real quick. Do you buy anything of that Andrew? You're a Bogan? bully, by the way. Say it again. I said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said do, you, <laughs> do you buy any stock in what Andrew Bogut said? About about Beal going to to so the Sixers. Sixers, heck no. Yeah, me neither. I mean, Bradley Beal is never leaving the Wizards. He's holding them hostage. <laughs> like, yeah. Nah. Okay, good. I just wanted you to agree with that. I I agree with that. That's something that we'll probably address in the off season. Um, oh, right God. now, I have to I have to lean partially with you. Um, Minnesota just looks for sure far and away like too good to be like in the plan. Like honestly, they're. They're playing so well at this point that I want to. I want them to break the rules. Like LeBron wants the rules broken for him. I want them to just break the rules and you know the playing gods just smack LeBron in the face a little bit more and be like, you know, actually we're changing it this year and Minnesota's already in. The you mm. other three teams can figure out the last spot. <laughs> like, Minnesota should definitely should definitely be in. Um, they're eight and two in their last ten. Everything you've said about them is. Um, everything you've said about them is true they're just a they're just a good team um i that last spot comes down to i'm sorry but the pelicans i again i don't know what's gonna happen uh ingram's now hurt he's been he's been having some injuries here and there throughout the season Mm -hmm. um but you know i zion um devontae graham's always gonna shoot 28 percent from the floor Oh, brother. Uh, yeah, it's just I I just I don't buy that team. I like I like the comb- I I like the players in a vacuum together. I like them less, but um I do think they're going to hold on to that playing spot um especially because everybody in Portland is injured. Like literally I'm picking up players in fantasy basketball that don't even have a pitcher um that play hey, for the Portland Trailblazers. Port- Shout out Brandon Williams. Great pickup Shout if you out. haven't already. But is Portland tanking? 
Are, are we able to yes. say that now? Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. We're able to say that. I don't know about you, Mr. Worldwide Leader of Sports, but I'll say it. All right, please. But, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I don't know, and we're not. I don't want to detract too much, but Portland has a very interesting situation. Um, and they also they're got to be kicking themselves in the foot for the Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, and they have to. Like, you gotta be. It dude's dropping you, thirty balls on a. a it takes him. He scores 30 points in a game. You know how long it takes him to get 30 million? His entire contract. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> he does it contract. almost every other night. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm just thinking Josh Hart is dropping 44 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, Portland is an interesting case because um, I don't know what team Dame returns back to. I don't know why he chooses to return back there. but We're getting the um, King's Ransom for Jeremy Grant, baby. We're getting the King's uh, Ransom to Portland. Yeah. The sure. King's ransom. We want. We want everything. Um, sure. But I got. I got. I got the Lakers as my last team. Um. I. So I think it's just gonna end up being Minnesota and LA because, uh, the Lakers. I should say because the Clippers, which you mentioned. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what to trust with that with that roster and their stars. Um. You know. And then am I am I really picking Reggie Jackson and Co against LeBron and Anthony Davis and you know one or two games? No. Do you know the record? No, it's, I I don't I don't uh, care. I'm not picking Reggie uh, Jackson. It's he's like six and zero, man. Or or Ty Lue is like six and zero against the Lakers since he he took over, man. Yeah. I I don't know. That's pretty compelling to me. I don't know what to tell you, but it's pretty compelling to me. Uh, yeah. You know what else is compelling? LeBron James <laughs> and Anthony Davis. That's pretty compelling. to Sure, me. but what is or what even just LeBron done? at this point? But what have they ever done against Reggie Jackson? Nothing. Oh, uh, he owns LA. <laughs> Stop. Mr. June owns LA. <laughs> Stop. Stop, man. You you're gonna you're gonna drive my Detroit fan base nuts right now. You're gonna drive my Detroit fan base oh, nuts. Oh right yeah, now. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. But he absolutely he sees Russell Westbrook and I don't he might be vegan for all I care, but all I know is he's licking his fingers. And he's gonna do a skip step dribble and he's going Yeah. Nah I, I was sick that I can so vividly picture that in my head. It's one game. It's one. If it, if they have to see each other in one, if it's a series, I'll give the Lakers the series. If you're giving me one game, Clippers versus Lakers, Clippers are that. Clippers are that little brother who still who knows like, look, I'm good enough, and you won't give me my respect. I'm going to take your lunch money now. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm man, I'm roll with LeBron. I think the Lakers will crush right. them in one game. Um, uh, I think I, they crush. I, them. I, I I put a bottle of wine on it. All right, we'll we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll put a bottle of wine on it. We'll put a I, bottle of wine on it. Hey, we're covering shipping and handling too, cause you know I, that, I, that, I, that shipping and handling is gonna be crazy. Yeah, at this point, I'm gonna have to ship it myself. Yeah. All right, let's jump to the east now. Um, so we got we got the seven is the Toronto Raptors, eight is the Brooklyn Nets, nine is the Hawks, ten is the Hornets. The Wizards are, you know, are obviously down, downtrending with Bradley Beal out. Um, they were Christmas number Porzingis. one. Yes. Go yes, ahead. number Sorry. one. And and Sorry. remember when we did over unders, and I was like under on the Wizards, and then I text you like I think like two weeks into season, I was like shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And then now Yo. I ended up, they ended up somehow in a crazy way being kind of right where I projected them to be, like eleventh in the West. Like I was down on them to enter the season. Crazy. And they somehow they somehow mm-hmm. went like all the way up and then all the way down. 
um, interesting. Another thing to mention is Cleveland is only a game out of the out of the play-in tournament. They are three and seven in their last ten. Once again, Kay Cunningham is rookie of the year. You're not you're not debating this with me. Evan Mobley's been fantastic, but he has Wait. two all stars. He has Aww. two all stars. And in the last month, Kate Cunningham has had a better winning percentage, and all, all season, Kate Cunningham has had better Aww. numbers. So, we're, oh man, it's so cute, man. We're just we're we're just not we're just not doing that. Uh, you sure you don't want to do it? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm I'm so sure. I'm so oh, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I was the sorry, last. Man. I was the last Piston. I want you to know this. I truly Be was fine. the last Piston fan to say that Kate Cunningham is Rookie of the Year. I was giving I mean, it to Evan Mobley. All to season. be honest with you, I don't know if that was. I don't know how big of a feat that is when you consider that Pistons fans have been saying that since Cage's first game. So, they to be definitely fair, weren't saying it their first game. No, 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 no. That was the weird energy about. Uh, listen, and this is uh, this is a whole long conspiracy that ties into Blake Griffin, but I'm not getting there. Uh-oh. My thing with Detroit Pistons fans is they are so incredibly fearful. And pessimistic mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i'm telling you Cade rolled his ankle before preseason and they're like he's a bust he's a bust we got oh. another darko like oh. it was really that bad like the energy was it was tense like i went to i didn't go to Cade's first game but i talked to people that went and then i went to one of Cade's first games and you can feel the energy in the room whenever he touched the ball. It was, it yeah. was, you know, it wasn't a lot of people there. So, I mean, it was pretty easy to pick up on the energy. Oh, gosh. But <laughs> I keep it all the way real. But at the same time, like whenever he touched the ball, it was a, it was a nervous, it was like a, it was yeah. like a, a, a nerves mixed Not with sure. hope. And I'm telling you, and, but now the city's all in on Cade and, I'm sure. and, you know, as, as they should be, I mean, I mean, Come on, what have the Pistons fans had the last 15 he's years? He's fantastic. In yeah, he's incredible. He's he's transcendent. And I have that argument with Whoa. my friend all the time. Whoa, transcendent? Say it with me. Transcendent. <clears throat> my boy Josh. You know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly I know exactly oh, what that means. Gosh. But when you're doing things that only Michael Jordan's done, transcendent. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm just kidding. I, I don't know also, if anybody's ever called DeMar DeRozan transcendent yeah. but he's also doing things like that oh. and so okay. I was just saying that's okay. Michael Jordan is, is not really point <laughs> is we're gonna we're gonna edit that out because that that cuts that cuts against my claim no um listen man <laughs> Cleveland Cleveland could potentially fall into the um six seven so I guess we'll we'll lump that let's lump them into the conversation then and we'll say mm-hmm. it's five teams in this in this proverbial plan yeah um what are the what are the three teams that you have making it out? Is it is it Cleveland, Toronto, and Brooklyn, the three that are at the top right now with Atlanta and Charlotte just looking out? Or yeah. uh do you have some surprise? Uh I really like Cleveland. I really do. Uh how many games are left in a season? Because I think that'll matter in my answer. <laughs> uh I think was it fourteen, maybe for them? Uh let me do the math right now as you're as you're talking. 38 like plus 15 28 plus 29 that is and you can see what degree i didn't get uh, yeah I, that's why i asked you i'm a journalist <laughs> yeah yeah I, listen i'm a jur- i'm a journalist too my man i'm a journalist yeah. with a concentration in broadcast i think that's even less math yeah so i took college bro. algebra and failed it but i passed it the second time uh, oh you were like i failed it three times bro come on get up <laughs> i want my last math class in uh undergrad dude was like yeah you know i see you try 
I'm Pashy with the D. So, <laughs> it is, guys, it if is you've ever listen to this, it is okay. 15. Guys, don't, I'm, I'm oh, telling you, you don't tr- always trust me in math, but trust me on this. It is 15 games. Yeah. And also, though, you, you don't really need math when you have calculators. So, you really you're don't. Good at math. math is over. Uh, Cut the whole department. Please. Please. But not, yeah. Um, 15 games. I think Cleveland managed to stay in within like that eight. Uh, ah, man. I, I, I'm tough with Cleveland because I really like them. I really wanted them to stay healthy because what they were doing without Colin Sexton and Rubio, hovering around like the second seat the entire season at some point, maybe first. Um, I really want them to stay in, but it's I'm, I'm finding it hard to kind of see that just because a Trey Young exists. I'm not worried about the Raptors, I'm, and which is crazy because I think if you go back to our um, over-unders, I, I don't know how, I feel like we were both down on the Raptors maybe. We um, yeah, and and whatever's well, we were happening. Both, we were both really down on Cleveland too. I think you were more up on them than I was, but okay, I, I think we were both, I mean, obviously nobody had them even six in the East, let alone at one point first. Yeah, so... Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough, man. Can't we just talk about the magic <laughs> and how they almost beat? No, but um, I think if I'm going to give you my three today as of March 14th, 2022, I'm going Brooklyn for certain, uh, the Raptors, and I want to say the Hawks just because Trey in one game can be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trey would give us better. It'd probably be a better show if we have the Hawks fighting, uh, you know, playing against the Heat, the 76ers, or the Bucks. So let's go. Um, let's go Nets 7 or Nets 6, Raptors 7, and Hawks 8 as far as the final rankings at the end of the so, season. So at this point, Brooklyn is three and a half games back of Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. that's a lot to make up in 15 games. Um, it, it, it is a, it is a pretty sizable gap. But Cleveland is, again, 3-7 and seven in their last 10 and definitely trending downward overall. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm with you. I think my – I really want to give it to Cleveland. Like, all jokes aside, Cleveland has been great, and it's unfortunate because they, fully healthy, were definitely not going to be flirting with the playing tournament, I don't think. Um, I think mm-hmm. there would have been a I think there would have been a much larger gap between yeah. six and seven. Um, they might have still yeah. ended up being six, but they would have had more of a gap, I believe. Um, they were looking at like yeah. the third seed, man. Yeah, they were looking they were looking right. Um, I loved you know Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, everything that everything that the size was Evan working. Mobley. But I knew I knew you that you say Evan Mobley. No, yeah, no, Evan Mobley, future piston. Cade was recruiting him for Rising <laughs> oh, Star Weekend. Oh, gosh. Hey, you saw those lobs he was throwing to him, and, and, and Evan Mobley was looking at him like, yo, those were kind of uh, nice, and Cade was like, yeah, they, he, they are nice. He's got, he gets that. He's Yeah, good. no, he gets that with Darius Garland. That's fine. But if Darius Plus Garland – Kevin had, Love resurgence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, every time I think of Kevin Love, I think of that inbound pass. But um, <laughs> I, I think – I, I think that the whole big experiment, well, you know, I always like it was wonky, it was cool, but like it always kind of, you know, you always kind of suspected it to to kind of go haywire a little bit. And partly, you know, partly it that's unfair because Jared Allen is now hurt for an undisclosed amount of games. Right. Um, so 
yeah, it's it's getting very tough. It seems like Cleveland's just really been bitten by the injury bug. So I would like to honestly, I always root against Cleveland, but I would honestly like to see them hang on to the playoffs this season. For sure. I feel like they've I feel like they've earned it. But that being said, I think I'm going with you, the, the same three teams. I like Toronto. I like Brooklyn, obviously. Kevin Durant's just going to not allow them to miss the, the play-in. And that's, and that's how I feel about LeBron, too, is he's just not going to allow them to miss the, the playoffs. If he's just in, if oh, he's got to win one or two games, it's just going to happen. Like, if he decides Don't you it, think LeBron would rather shut down the season early? Like... Get I mean, one more. That is the that is the only that is the conspiracy that I will buy into too. Because remember when he did when he my whole thing why I picked the Lakers to win in twenty twenty was because LeBron had the missed the playoffs and then he had the whole um and then he had the whole bubble thing which right. uh, which you know like the season was interrupted with the pandemic and all of that. So I LeBron's legs were never fresher than than they've been like since he entered the NBA. So I was like, right. "You're bugging if you pick anything other than the Lakers to win in 2020." Mm. And so there is some there is a lot of uh, a lot of credit to that theory. I do believe that LeBron does think like that because I do think that, you know, he realizes that, "Hey, if I get into the playoffs, um, you know, what am I going to do if I play anybody if I play, um, if I play Phoenix or even Memphis in the first round, like I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect. Um, it, it, it's also it's also interesting to me that maybe in LeBron's deepest darkest thoughts, he's scared of Memphis, the team that he talked that he was so aggravated with so much. <laughs> but you're um, right. But uh, listen, Brooklyn Nets, Hawks, Raptors are my three. I like Charlotte. Um, they, they've always been a fun team, but I just don't think they're there yet to to. Um, they're that team that they deserve the they deserve the the ten spot just annually. They deserve a playing tournament spot yeah. annually every year because they're fun and they're decent, like they're solid. But yeah. last year, remember, they got absolutely murked in the playing tournament, <laughs> and you know this that year was... I don't expect I don't expect any different. So I think Cleveland yeah. and Charlotte will be the two teams sitting out. Um, I, I think I'm with you on that. Did Jason Tatum put up sixty on the Hornets in the playing? I don't know. I I okay. honestly remember looking at it, and I swear to you, right now the number that's coming to my head is like a forty-four point deficit. I don't know if it was really that yeah. bad, but yeah. I just remember I just remember looking at the score and being like, "Yo, this is over." It's pretty bad, man. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Shout out Miles oh, Bridges though for Flint killing it and um and, and looking good this season. For sure, for sure. I think uh with the Hornets, I. And this might veer off a little bit into projections, right? Player projections. Lamelo, much like Zion, someone who came in, I think much like uh, this year, we got Chet Holmgren coming in um, or or Paolo. Um, I think Lamelo was a guy who had ridiculous expectations set for him or projections, I guess maybe. Um, and I wonder where I think Lamelo's been fantastic this season. He was all star. I think it only goes up from there. Um, but I wonder if, and this is all thanks to Luca in year two, right, yep. making the playoffs and and Trey last year, because um, I don't know if I see the Hornets being better than that, what they are right now, yep. next season. And I don't know if the season, hopefully the season after, yeah, you know, because we're off to change up or whatever. But I wonder when we're like, hey, like Lamelo is just a really really good point guard. Or a really, really good player, you know, and I, and I don't, I don't need to be early on that. There's no need to be early on that, but that's just something I'm thinking about right now. 
Um, it's a hundred percent fair. Yeah, it's a hundred percent fair when you look at those. When you look at particularly Trey Young and Luca, those are those are very fair comparisons considering the light that Luca Trey and now Luca probably put in a higher level echelon than right. Trey. But of course, but both of those were put in. Those guys could win an MVP. And Lamelo right. Ball was grouped into that conversation. I remember, shout out my boy Josh, who's been on the podcast several times. For sure. We're doing the top hey, forty guys. We're doing the top forty guys in the NBA, and you know he said we we had the cutoff point, and the cutoff point was like it was like Lamelo and Tatum were like in the same like kind of tier, or not not tiers in right now, but um, but he put put them in the tier of like those are those guys that if one season breaks right could win an MVP. That's how he viewed them. And that's how I think, honestly, I think that's how a lot of the league has viewed LaMelo and mm-hmm. uh, up until this point. And, you know, you're, you're right to bring that conversation up because it is too early. Let's let the let's let the young guy cook. Let's let him do his thing. Uh, let's right. not always compare him to, you know, the, the upper, upper echelon. Let's let him let's let him come into the league his own way and see and see how his story unfolds rather than compare him to another story. But when you're in that light. You know, I do think that he is he is lacking in that light because you know, I, I again like with the with the All Star. I mean, he was kind of barely an All Star this year, you know. Yeah. Like so, um, you know, and, and again, that's totally fine if if it's your second season. Like if Kate Cunningham is an All Star next year, barely an All Star or an injury replacement All Star, like that's cool. Like you're happy with you're happy with that, but again, you're that's there's levels to this you know and i think that that's a fair conversation to have with lamelo ball um but but you know it's going to be a tough path for them because honestly i don't see i don't see i see atlanta this is their worst year that i think they've if you simulate the season 10 times this is easily the the worst outcome for them i feel like yeah i don't i don't feel like they're they're nearly as bad as they as they are with the with the ninth seed and you're getting and crushed. By, what's the other um, teams that Charlotte's passing Portland right now? Yeah, what's the other teams that Charlotte's passing though in the future? Next year, you would expect Cleveland healthy um, and good. Toronto, uh, you know, maybe they're overachieving, but I feel like you know they have room that's for internal team, growth, man. and that's a good team. Boston obviously is looking great. Um, Chicago, great. Milwaukee, obviously. Philly, Miami. Like, where is the where is the jump that Charlotte makes? And that's the conversation I have with Piston fans all the time that want to be in the playing tournament next year. It's like, okay, where is the jump? Like, who are you jumping? The East is set up to look good for like two to three seasons, right? right. So it's it's going to be a tough climb for Lamelo. But that's an interesting yeah. conversation to have. Uh, I mean, soon the time's ticking on Cade. So yeah, just to let you know, hey man, if you Pistons can get crazy within like the next year or two right just if you guys tank well enough which you guys do a fantastic job so far no we do we we, we play competitive and we and we win games that we're not supposed to but we don't win too many um no Uh honestly i think the lottery guys are going to be on our side i believe in the lottery gods and i and i really do feel like we're going to my soul wants to tell me that we're going to end up getting like a top five pick because we got lucky last year and got Cade. yeah but you know, I think the lottery guys are looking at us like, okay, you know, this team I, is this team is doing it the this team is doing it the right way, and uh, we're yeah. hot. We're five and five in our last ten, baby. We're five hundred. You know, we're yeah, yeah I might be winning good. a little six bit and, too much. Six of eight in one at one point. Cade so. might have to be benched sometime soon. I don't <laughs> know. 
I mean, look, you know how OKC, you know, you know what happened to Josh uh, Giddy? Uh, no, I really. No one knows what happens. No I really honestly he, don't. I think it's the. I think it's SGA all over again, where it's like, you ooh, ooh, you took a, you took a funny, you took a funny step. There. That foot doesn't look too good, Shay. Like you know, you you gotta you gotta sit down. This <laughs> you month. see what I'm saying? Josh Giddy had won all of those rookie of the months in the Western Conference. And then it's like, Josh, where you at, bro? <laughs> where you at, bro? And Shay's reminding us that, hey, like I, I, I packed that thing too, right? Like, don't, don't forget me and your top, your top young man, your yeah. top young players conversation. But like, yeah, so this hey, draft man, class Kate, is looking so good, man. I love it. I this love draft it, class is I, looking like honestly, I want to say this looks like like it could end up being one of the best draft classes ever. Like, yeah. It just looks – Mobley deep. looks great. K looks great. I'm not ready to write Jalen Green. I think he went to the worst scenario possible. You see, But but Jalen's been better but this he's month. Been, yep, he yep. added the mid-range, right? He, that's unlocking his game. That's another combo we probably need to have, right, as far as, like, the mid-range goes. But that's yeah. something that I think is having a boom, thanks to DeMar and Katie. Yes. Um, but you got Io in Chicago, who's been really good. Um. Listen, man, it's it's a it's a nice nice draft class, Ka- man. It's a Kaminga nice draft class. Kaminga and Moody, yeah. Da- Davion Mitchell look, gonna, look nice at Davion moments. Davion Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, this is great. I I were we when we had we didn't our draft Scotty combo, Barnes yet, who looks like Scotty you know, Barnes, who people are like he can he can be rookie of the year too. We like, won't mention Jalen Suggs. But even Suggs has had one or two flashes. Like ah, I think I, okay. he's had a dunk. Yeah, okay. stealing a dunk, but sure. but but all all this is to say that like these players are really good. Um, yeah. I I I'll, uh, I can't say his name for the life of me, but uh, Shangun with the Rockets, Josh Christopher yeah. with the Rockets, like um, Wagner, these you know, French, like uh, yeah, I, I'm really like you can go through every team and probably name Austin Reeves. For the Lakers, like is all their second best player, all of a sudden, like it's really amazing. Uh, I love what the league is. Uh, Camp Thomas in some of those. Oh games. yeah, Camp Thomas. I forgot that he averaged like thirty points a game. He's like, Katie, I got this. Relax. Yo, Camp Thomas. Like, yeah. So this this league is Herb Jones. I mean, I forget. Wow. You know, wow. um, we just named yes. like fifteen players that like. Obviously, obviously, you know, all of them won't reach their potential. That's just the right. way the NBA works. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Right. But we need 15 guys. Like, when's the last time you had a draft class and you're even this late in the. Like, this even deep. even at this point in the first season. Like, Don't forget. By Luka this point, Garza. you're writing off people already. Yes. Yeah. Luka Garza. That man, <laughs> that man literally sells the second most jerseys on the Pistons. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Hey, I, I was courtside it. at a Piston game. Um, first time I ever got to do that in my life. It was amazing. Shout out to Kevin. I need that. Um, yeah, congrats. It was it was an amazing story that I don't want to tell, but um, but it ended up it ended up with a with a with a with a fan that was next to me getting kicked for talking trash to Dwayne Devin and Dwayne Devin saying some wild things, which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I started at Luca Garza MVP chant, and you know I feel like I feel like me not buying his jersey. But starting an MVP chant for him, I feel like you know, I feel like I feel like I justified save his career. Guards a moment, yeah, yeah, dude. When when yeah. we were courtside though, I'm telling you, listen, I love Luca Guard. Like he looks like a, he looks like a good guy and all that. But 
you can just tell he, he he's out of the league after this year. Like he just yeah. like you could tell by the way he like how hard he had to move his feet to to move the, <laughs> to be the slowest person on the court was yeah. it, like and and all credit to him man like that dude absolutely has maxed out his physical limits like that man yeah. that man could not be a, a better version physically of himself than he is like mm. credit to him for that but you just like the way I saw him run and I went and the funny thing about it was my friend that got me that 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 got me the tickets and went with me was literally um is literally a guy who does not give a crap about basketball right and so he's even sitting there i'm like watch this man run and then watch everybody else and tell me what you see and he's just like oh my god like yeah it's it's crazy it's tough that's crazy it's i think that's one of the the most intriguing mysteries to me how someone can be college basketball player of the year um well i guess it was a big 10 player of the year or so but just 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 him to be so good in college and then like an absolute zero and the NBA at his size, that it always baffles me. Yeah, yeah. But the crowd loves him, man. Shout out Luka Garza. We've gotten way too off topic. Um, yeah. Listen, man. My you, fault, my fault. I always know. No, no, trust me. All you had to do was mention something that opened the door to Pistons, and then it just it just went. <laughs> it just it just went. Uh, but thank you, man, for coming on the podcast. As always, I appreciate you. You want to plug your, your Twitter handle and whatever else you want to plug, plug it away because, you know, people need to – People need to tap in with you if they're not already. For sure. Uh, I'm a simple guy. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, at J-U-M-T-H-E underscore. That's Joomda underscore. Uh, yeah, um, if you are into just reading um, some of my personal thoughts, I have a medium. Um, and that's J-U-M-E-P-I-S-T-L-E-S. That's Jooms Epistles. So J-U-M-S-E-P-L. Yeah, we'll, don't we'll worry. I'll, I'll link it. I, we'll throw that in the description. In the no yes, worries. It's in the description yeah. of the podcast. Your socials and your and your stuff. But I always like to let people plug it as well. Yeah, appreciate that. Though. Hey, you got to blame Chris for me spelling on my off day because nobody <laughs> does that. <laughs> he, he asked me what a word was for for what uh, for the Mavs defense. I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> Listen, man. I had to make you. I had to make you work. It's been a while since you've been on this podcast. You know, you had to yeah. had to stretch you to your limits. Thank you, my guy, for uh, to, for appreciate the you. podcast. As always, I appreciate you, man. You're one of my favorite people to talk hoops with. Um, yes, glad sir. to see. Glad to check in with you. Glad to have those conversations. And you know, man. I'm no matter how much time pa- uh, passes between our podcasts, uh, my respect for you is always at the highest level. And you know, I always, I always want to. Uh, I got to I got to when I make the trip out to LA man I got to come see you. Gotta, yes sir, please you. do. If you're not relocated Wait. in several higher positions by that point. <laughs> Hello, the way you're know. moving man. It's it's tough man. Literally literally this is the first podcast we've done in a while where you don't where you haven't leveled up. Like <laughs> you, you, you have but like you have, but like you know no, what I, I mean. Like, like this is like yeah. the first time that you you haven't been at a new position. Yeah, that's really dope, though. I mean, I'm grateful, I'm honored, and humble. Still man, leveling up. I worded that wrong. Still leveling yeah. up, but that's the way. Yeah, that's the way. No, I appreciate it, man. It's always it's always the highlight of my days whenever we can do this. Thank you. Um, man. So, man, I appreciate you. Thanks, of man. Of course, of course. Always thank you for coming on the podcast, man, and thank you everyone for listening. Um, glad you glad you were able to pop in for this for this talk and my boy I will see you on the next one yes sir Thank you.